as an exercise sloth, when you finally muster up some fucking motivation to exercise, you kind of want to get in and feel like you've you've made the yes. most of your time and your motivation. You want to get in and do a workout. You want to get a bit of a sweat on. You want to let out some aggression because you're so proud of yourself yes. for actually. You don't just want to sit there and do some and do some pelvic floor. Some, some glute rises. Yeah, yeah. Lie do on the floor bridges. squeezing. Yeah, like it's do just- the clams. <laughs> working out but no they should i'm sarah i'm a gp and i work in women's health and i'm gab i'm an audio producer and journalist we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're on today and pay our respects to their elders past and present today we're talking sciatic pain sciatic sciatica such a good word such a sinister word sciatic Sciatic. We'll look at what it is. I'll stop singing. <laughs> we'll take a look. No, we'll take a look at some of the things that may cause it and how exercise might help. But before we get into sciatic pain, the juicy, juicy subject that it is, um, you know how we always bang on about the importance of viewing sunlight, particularly during the day. Uh, mm. Early morning light is critical for setting our circadian rhythm, although I'll tell you honestly my circadian rhythm is shot to shit at the moment (laughs) Uh, but sunlight throughout the day it's a mood booster it's a great source of vitamin d getting enough light throughout the day especially at both ends of the day it helps us to sleep better and it improves our energy levels of mood and artificial lights too late in the evening can really mess with us and kind of throw everything out of whack well, I wanted to share that I saw uh, old mate Andrew Huberman from the Huberman Lab podcast. He recently posted about why we should aim to get outside more. Um, and it's not just about getting that optimal sunlight. Mm, I did see this. I and saw this. I, I was like, oh, this explains a lot. So the, uh, the post was, uh, and I quote, strong data indicates that kids and adults should get outside at least two hours per day. Two hours per day. Mm. Why? It can offset myopia, nearsightedness, and the development of myopia. Both the sunlight and far viewing, so that macrocellular viewing that occurs outdoors are important for this effect. If you're on your screen and or inside too much, you're degrading your vision. Get outside, folks, kids especially. And I thought, damn. <laughs> I did I did too. <laughs> I mean, my eyesight has definitely degraded from um, most of my man, other life my, being spent inside looking at a computer. <laughs> my eyesight has absolutely got worse in the last 12 months, but I have a feeling that, I don't know, theoretically, I think that has far more to do with the number of birthdays that I've had as opposed to necessarily you know, not getting my two hours of light per day. Yeah. I look. I I've no doubt that the science is solid. I'm sure that uh, that there's you know excellent evidence behind it. But I just don't know what I'm going to get two hours. Two hours. I know. I I just mm. it, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just, modern life does not suit our biological makeup. <laughs> We're supposed to be outside. We're not supposed to be, or we're supposed to be outside for at least two hours. We're not supposed to be inside staring at a, at a screen for eight to ten hours a day, are we? It's crazy. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if that was so good for us? I know. I'd be the healthiest woman on the planet. Wouldn't you? And also, you know, even for kids, if you think about how kids are, you know, and schooling these days, hmm. obviously when we were at school, I mean, when I was, uh, oh, computers were there from an early age, like uh, maybe 
maybe like the first yeah, few years mate. of primary school. There were there, like yeah. these really chunky Apple computers. You could play this monkey game on it where <laughs> effectively you just stacked three different sized monkeys on top of each other to get the apple off the tree. Um, and where in the world is Carmen Sandiego was the other one. Yes, but, um, yep, but, that for sure. But by high school, like we still weren't, I mean, we did typing on computers, but we, as in typing lessons, um, but we still weren't. In computer town, but you would be now as, I mean, for decades, kids would have been doing a lot of their oh, schooling yeah. on computers um, mm. and, yeah, and not getting, I mean, yeah. Plus getting their smartphones yeah. super young, you know, laptops and iPads are like mandatory purchases at a lot of schools these yeah. days. So, I mean, where are you getting to get yeah. on top of that two, two hours out, outdoors every single day? I mean, if, if you're mm. a kid who's into sports, you know, you can squeeze that in before or after school maybe, but. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Become an optometrist. There's going to be money in it. <laughs> anyway, cult of the light, people. Oh, Sarah yes. and I always joke cult about it. Cult of the light. I please. said I'd stop singing. Um, <laughs> I said, please don't. <laughs> but yeah, get on board. Get outside as much as you can. Get get that early morning sunlight. Um, and yeah, tr- tr- aim for two hours, apparently. Where in the hell we're going to be able to do that? I don't know. But um, yeah, hmm. interesting. I'm scratching my head literally and thinking – you know, probably get 10, 15 minutes with a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. I'll often try and eat my lunch outside, but that's again 10, 15 minutes. You're forgetting a two-hour, yeah. <laughs> so then I just need to, you know, scrape in another hour and a half before the sun sets at 5 p.m. <laughs> oh, God. The days are getting longer in the Southern Hemisphere, so that's something. Oh, goodness me. Longer or shorter? Longer? Oh, the we've days gone, are we've, getting longer. Yeah, we've gone past. Yeah, the, we've gone past the longest or the shortest day of the year, haven't we? We're getting, mm. <laughs> we're into the other point. Oh, feels like winter's only just begun. Anyway, uh, let's talk sciatic pain, <laughs> shall Indeed. we? <laughs> from, from one happy it's topic. That's what, what we told them that we're talking about. <laughs> let's do it. No, let's just change, throw this out and talk about something completely different. Uh, sciatic pain. What the hell is it? What the hell is it? What is sciatic pain or sciatica? Sciatica. Sciatica sounds like some kind of terrible 90s, like science fiction, sci fi. I'm thinking of Gattaca. (laughs) I'm thinking of Gattaca as well. I'm going, I'm getting Ethan, like. Ethan Hawke? Yeah. Ethan Hawke in that. Ethan Hunt? Ethan Hawke? I don't know. Anyway, there was an Ethan. It was the 90s. Kids, look it up on your computers. We know you've got them. Uh, Sciatica or sciatic pain or also known as lumbar radicular pain is a debilitating condition that causes pain and or paresthesia, so numbness, pins and needles, in the sciatic nerve distribution or an associated lumbosacral nerve root. Um, It's often commonly sort of mistakenly referred to when Anyone gets a bit of back pain or a bit of nervy leg pain, but theoretically it must involve the sciatic nerve to be sciatic pain. Um, The sciatic nerve itself is made up of the L4, so the fourth lumbar disc through to the S2, so the sacral second lumbar disc, um, or sacral disc, uh, which coalesce at the pelvis to form the sciatic nerve. And it's up to two centimetres in diameter. So it's easily the largest nerve in the body. Oh, she's chunky. Oh, two centimetres. Yeah, she's chunky. She's chunky nerve. At at points in your body, you know, it's as as thick as your thumb or thicker, perhaps. 
Oh, okay. No uh, wonder it's painful. <laughs> yes, yeah, and potentially easily injured. Uh, sciatic pain is often worsened with flexion, so forward bending of the lumbar spine, twisting, bending, coughing, sneezing, and uh, and patients with sciatica will often experience pain, not only this radiating radicular pain, but pain itself in the in the lumbosacral spine. And it's most commonly unilateral or one-sided. Um, patients will often also describe a burning sensation deep in the buttocks and uh, and frequently describe some paresthesia, again, that numbness and pins and needles that accompanies that pain. Oh, it's really pleasant. I love um, I love the word radicular because it just makes me think, yes, it is lumbar. It is ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous, indeed. <laughs> okay, so how common is it? And, and I guess what are some of the things that might cause um, sciatic pain or sciatica? Sciatica. <laughs> so for once on the Women Like You podcast, there does not appear to be any gender predominance. Woo-hoo. I feel like we're always here going, more common in women. Yep. But no, this one we can share equally with the other sex. Yep. Um, the peak incidence typically occurs in patients in their 40s. And the lifetime incidence is reported between about 10 to 40% of the population. Wow. It rarely occurs before the age of 20 unless it's secondary to trauma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's uh, certainly some studies that suggest that there can be a genetic predisposition and, you know, why that might be the case is probably, you know, including things like, you know, anatomical anatomical makeup, um, perhaps, you know, things like connective tissue disorders. Um there's definitely an occupational predisposition. So when you're talking about things that can cause it, um, it's much more common in uh, in machine operators, long haul truck drivers, and and jobs where workers are subject to physically awkward positions. So I'm thinking childcare workers, yes, and definitely parents who you know are no doubt awkwardly bending and picking up kids constantly. Yeah, and and just. <laughs> In my ex- very short experience as a parent over the last few months, just like the amount of times you'll um, you'll be on the floor um, and you'll bend to or you'll reach reach awkwardly to to pick up a toy that's across you know across the floor from you or something like that, and you you do really put your body into it's sort of like it's sort of like playing Twister is what it is, yes. uh, and then <laughs> I mean, we should add playing Twister to the list. I'm sure that's Play, the- I'm, I'm sure I'm sure any anything where you're Awkwardly moving your body, yep. perhaps lifting and bending in strange and peculiar ways. Yep. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, have you ever, have you had much, I know that we spoke briefly about this at the end of last episode, have you had a lot of sciatic pain? What's what's your sciatica? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, is the reason there was the impetus for this episode because you and I were, <laughs> were both feeling it. Uh, and then uh, and then we thought, is there an episode in this? Yes, there is. Um, yes. So I have always heard about sciatic pain. My husband has um, uh, had, you know, bits and pieces of it over the years off the back of a, a back injury uh, that did occur at work. Um but I'd never actually experienced it myself, so I never really understood sort of what it felt like so much, um, especially the, the concept of it, um, the pain sort of radiating away from the back. Like, you know, when you have lower back pain or, or any kind of back mm. pain, it's, it's usually targeted at a specific point in your back and you go, cool, that's the point where it hurts. But I couldn't, couldn't kind of wrap my head around the fact that this um, might start in the back, but it extends to other parts of the body. Um, and yeah, I I don't know 
what I've done differently, but basically, um, oh, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I because I also knew that it was something that could happen in pregnancy, and I was very lucky enough that that mm. it didn't happen to me. Um, but I do know that some women do absolutely cop it because of the pressure of the baby. You know, the, the, the bigger it gets, the heavier it gets. Everything is sort of. Oh, exactly. Your, your center of balance is just mm. all, it's its all different. Uh, but yeah, luckily that didn't happen to me. But in the last few weeks, um, I, yeah, have had my first experience of sciatic pain radiating from my left buttock down the side of my left leg, the side of my leg. Um, and I got to mm. say, it was not fun. I, I was sitting on the couch and I was just this sort of like throb of, you know, of pain radiating. And I was just like, oh, this is awful. And I told my husband, he was like, yeah, it sounds like sciatic pain. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's <laughs> what you got there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been telling you about. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Okay. That's that. This makes sense. And I kind of retraced what I maybe had been doing differently apart from obviously, um, you know, being on the floor lots and, and being in awkward positions and picking up a baby off the floor and putting it down, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But on top of that, um, my core strength is obviously shot to shit because of <laughs> childbirth luckily didn't have any ab separation but very very weak core strength and I do notice you know when I may, might be like leaning over the change table or leaning over a table or something like that for for extended mm-hmm. periods of time changing a nappy or, or putting the outfit on or something like that my lower back just starts to ache so quickly so much faster than it ever did before yeah. um, and then the other thing that I noticed uh, that I realized I've been doing which is heaps of fun and I've been loving it so much is um, a baby is now ready to be forward facing in the baby carrier, which is such an exciting time because, you know, he's, he's, we go for little walks and he's looking at the world and he's seeing the birds. He's so not just like, cute. yeah, he's not just like mushed into my boob uh, anymore. So that's been really fun, but you know, he's, he's over eight kilos now. So mm. I'm obviously putting a lot of extra strain on my back um, and and yeah, that that was my uh, my first experience with sciatic pain. I'll tell you what I did about it. Uh, but what about you? Because the reason why we yeah wanted to do this episode was because you and I were both <laughs> at the same yeah. time <laughs> suffering I'm, from sciatic I'm, pain. I'm quite lucky. I've had a similar experience in that my husband has had now decades of of at times you know. Critically yeah. severe, you know, has had to go to hospital on a number of occasions with uh, with absolutely debilitating sciatic pain. Um, he uh, he also suffered a workplace injury um, and uh, and had a significant disc herniation, which ultimately resulted in spinal surgery in his what would have that been late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and it will absolutely flare up every so often, and it was. Gosh, it was exactly at the beginning of the pandemic when uh, he found himself back in hospital and they were closing down wards and getting wards ready for the influx of of COVID patients. He he does tell an amazing story about the green pen that the... um the paramedics oh, the gave him because he could. He literally <laughs> couldn't walk down. Yeah, to no, the, he was. He was. He was ambulance. stuck. Yeah, he was stuck. At, that's why we ended up having to call the ambulance because he had been trapped in our bedroom, which was upstairs in our apartment, for a number of days, yep. and couldn't. Uh, he couldn't even get to to the bathroom at that point. So it was time to call the ambos and yep. the uh, the green whistle. Oh, that's and right. That thing. That thing is powerful. That's powerful. <laughs> it's just oh, everybody that's ever witnessed anybody have a good puff on the the ambos green whistle 
Oh, it makes him absolutely hilarious. And he's a pretty funny guy at the at the best at of times. At the best of times, yeah, without, without um, the aid of pain exactly, relief. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I had my my experience had mostly been through seeing his pain and and often long rehabilitations with physiotherapy over many, many years. But I hadn't really experienced it myself until a few years ago. Um and it took me a long time to work out what it was because gratefully I don't typically get the the pain of sciatic pain. Mm. Um, I just get all of the fun electrical stuff, what he calls my electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> boogaloo. So boogaloo. <laughs> I get the numbness, the kind of the buzzing sensation. It's almost oh, like a no. vibration sensation, um, definitely pins and needles. And, uh, and you'll remember this, Gab, from a couple of years ago. I developed sudden weakness in my left leg yes. and a foot drop. That's right, foot drop. Like you couldn't. You couldn't. Yeah, I had. You I, didn't have full I, control of your foot. No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't flex my flex my toes towards my body, mm. um, and it was pretty scary at the time because both and it happened quite suddenly. Uh, both myself and my GP thought it might be the initial presentation of multiple sclerosis. So mm-hmm. off I went. I was suddenly having brain and spine MRIs and neurology consults, but gratefully it turned out to be nothing more sinister than a form of sciatic nerve compression, but again, strangely, without too much pain. I like to think that I've just got such a high pain tolerance, but no, <laughs> I actually, like, it just didn't have the pain that everybody describes with, yep. with sciatica. Um, and uh, and ultimately it was associated with my stupidly hypermobile hips, my weak to non-existent glutes, and uh, <laughs> and something. <laughs> I am, thank you. And something called piriformis syndrome, which was entrapping the perineal branch of the sciatic nerve and uh, and really interfering with the motor function of my lower legs. Oh man, entrapment. Lower leg, I should say. Entrapment in the entrapment. lower leg. Wow, sounds like another '90s movie. It does. Um, it is. <laughs> Is it? So, isn't it, isn't it trapped with Catherine Zeta Jones? I don't know. Who knows? We're, we're pulling out all Who the nice references. <laughs> Googling entrapment as we speak. Entrapment film. Sean Connery, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes, it was right. Oh. 1999. We made it. We just made it into the 90s. Gap for the win. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, back to sciatica. I mean, the moves that Catherine Zeta-Jones had to pull in entrapment to get through Would have given like anyone a room sciatica. of lane, lasers. Was that the laser yeah. one? Yeah, 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 for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm surprised she doesn't have a case of it herself. Anyway, back to sciatica. She might. She might. That's a Google search for another day. Um, so, yeah, several months of physio later and I was all good, but I still notice now that if I do too much sitting, which I've definitely been doing in the last uh, last few weeks with too many hours at the desk. Mm. I'll start to get the pins and needles down my leg. I'll feel that the calf really tightens up. It feels really painful and sore. And I know it's time to go for a big, long walk. Yes, yes, because that's uh, annoyingly what my husband told me to do um, the other week mm. when I first sort of was complaining about this pain. He was like, you just, I know you're exhausted, um, but if you can find time today to put the baby in a pram, in the pram, not in the carrier, put it in the pram and go for a walk, it will yes. help. And I remember thinking, how on earth can going for a walk uh, help considering I just – Everything is hurt. Like it really hurts right now, and and mm. I did, and he was right. It it did absolutely yeah. help. Like it sort of warmed everything up, and then I basically haven't had it since. Perfect, <sighs> perfect. Exercise there you go. Is the cure <laughs> solved. <laughs> so anyway, how can well you know? And 
How and you know that uh, you know that my husband is now an avid walker for Massively. that very reason. As yep. soon as he starts to tighten up, as soon as it just because he'll he'll get it down the right hand side. And uh, I remember when he first got it, he thought it was a sports injury, which he thought was hilarious because he didn't play sport. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he knows that he has to go for a walk. So when it started to happen with me, he's like, "Come on, let's go." Yep, <laughs> we're we're out. Um, so if we're thinking about how exercise can help, I think it's. I think it's really helpful to break it down into how exercise may prevent sciatic pain and also how we can utilize exercise to help relieve sciatic pain if you've got it. Yes. Okay. Or prevent, but ultimately, like. yeah. So if, yeah. if you're one of the lucky ones, if you're exactly. one of the lucky, uh, what is it, 90, 60, 60 to 90%. 90%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prevention is key. And uh, and so if you've never suffered, then now's, now's the time to prevent it. And we know that sciatic pain is often a consequence of a low back injury. So working on core strength and strengthening your posterior chain may help to avoid sciatic pain in the first place. Now, I think we're quite familiar with the traditional kind of core exercises. And uh, I think we often think of strong abs equals a strong core. And now might be a good time for us to specifically discuss this thing called the posterior chain. Now, be forewarned, you are listening to a GP and a journalist right now. So uh, I would suggest that if you want to dig into this, a musculoskeletal physician, an exercise physiologist, a physiotherapist, they are your go-to people for this stuff. But you're here, so yeah. let's, let's, let's do it. <laughs> so let's butcher it. <laughs> let's do it. So the posterior chain refers to the muscle groups located on the back of your body. Uh, so from your upper back to your calf muscles, including the latissimus dorsi, your largest muscles in the back, the erector spinae, uh, which is the muscle group that runs along the spine, your hamstrings and your glutes, particularly your gluteus maximi. The posterior chain controls backward force. So it helps to stabilize your spine and hips, keeping the body upright. And so if we're thinking again, as you, as the example, Gab, mm. if you're, uh, if you're tying eight kilos to, to your anterior body, yep. your posterior chain is now working overtime to keep you upright. Otherwise, you know, you put, you put eight kilos on the front and you'll topple forward. So it's that posterior chain that becomes really important in the prevention of low back injuries and subsequently the prevention of sciatic pain. It's also really important for those of us that don't have an eight kilo baby strapped to our chests, <laughs> um, but who spend, you know, long hours seated at the desk because strengthening these muscles that, you know, retract the upper posterior body can also help to maintain a good upright posture and prevent back pain in that way. There are lots of different exercises that you can do to strengthen your posterior chain. There's things like deadlifts and glute bridges and kettlebell swings. And I think even in your kind of pregnancy prehab, your your pelvic physio work that you were doing when you were pregnant, I think you were doing some of those sorts of exercises. Absolutely. Again, to try yeah. and strengthen that posterior body. Mm. Um, and, and Pilates and yoga, when practiced safely and correctly, are also wonderful for exercising really both the front and back of your body simultaneously. Swimming's another great one if you've got good form and good technique. And ultimately having that balance between the anterior and posterior chain of muscles can prevent these sorts of back injuries from occurring in the first place. And given that, okay, mine was a bit of an exception, but, uh, you know, the majority of sciatic pain is driven primarily by injuries in the lumbosacral spine. Mm. If, we can, if we can keep that stable and steady, 
we've got much less chance of developing that ridiculous pain in the first place. That ridiculous pain. Okay, so I guess that's uh, if yeah, if you're one of the lucky sixty to ninety percent of people who haven't yet experienced sciatic pain or sciatica, um, and you know that's some of the ways that you might be able to prevent it. Amazing. What if you, like Sarah and I, have experienced it? Um, you know, are there kind of exercises? that we can use to treat sciatic pain if if we've already got it? I mean, we've mentioned walking, obviously, but um, mm. what else have we got? I would love to, <laughs> love to give you a prescribed a prescribed exercise program here, but A, I'm not qualified to. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and B, look, I spent a long time having a look through the literature and I'm very happy to be fact-checked by any exercise physiologists and physios out there, but I, I couldn't find any really good quality, you know, peer-reviewed, excellent data sets to give us an answer to that question. Look, boo. I think that's, mm. yeah, boo, science. <laughs> science loses again. No, look, I think partly that's because there is no singular cause of sciatic pain. And there's also quite a lot of anatomical variations on the pathway and branches of the sciatic nerve between individuals, which in itself is really quite fascinating. Mm. Um, and I think you do need a physical examination by an expert to form a treatment plan. But look, generally speaking, current advice would point to A, you know, avoiding inciting activities. That's inciting, not exciting. So anything, <laughs> Avoid that's, anything, that, <laughs> anything that's going to make anything that you're doing that's triggering the pain or making that pain worse try and avoid those. I mean that's so, just uh, that's just good good advice for that's just any exactly. exercise. <laughs> that's good advice for if everything hurts, in life. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Um so yeah, avoidance of inciting activities or prolonged sitting and standing seems to be a good place to start. Um practicing good erect posture and uh, and again it does still kind of come down to engaging in exercises to improve your core strength. Don't leap into this without some guidance, no. but gentle stretching of the lumbar spine and hamstrings, regular gentle exercise, such as walking, swimming, aquatherapy is wonderful for this, um, and and focusing also on proper lifting techniques so you don't exacerbate that existing problem already. Um, and then I think once you have got it under control to a certain degree, that's when you you basically leap back into prevention. Yeah. So, you know, you want to again think back to, you know, how do we how do we balance the front of the body with the back of the body? And uh, and that's where having a, you know, a good targeted exercise plan in place is uh, is key. I think what's really important and my take home message is that you do not want to treat sciatic pain with bed rest. I mean, obviously if you are completely immobilized, like my husband was a couple of years ago, he had no option, but bed rest, but that wasn't the plan. So that's mm. why we eventually had to call the ambos on him. Well, um, yeah, but if it's you, not option for living life. You can't just, no, no, you can't, you can't be stuck there. <laughs> no, he needed to go to the toilet on his own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he'll hate me for saying that, but you know, he also doesn't listen. <laughs> anyway, and another thing about my husband. No, no. Um, look, I think that at the end of the day, gentle, gentle mobilization is rarely ever the wrong answer. So start with what exactly what you did. Start with a slow, gentle, short walk, 
preferably without any significant incline, and then just slowly increase the duration of your walks, slowly increase the speed of your walks as you improve. Listen to your body. If there's a movement that you're doing that's aggravating things, stop. Listen and always seek some professional advice. But, you know, at the end of the day, prevention and a great deal of treatment, and perhaps I should use the word rehabilitation rather than treatment in this case, will depend on, you know, strength training, strengthening your core, strengthening your posterior chain. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's I remember um, talking to my brother about this and we actually talked about it on the podcast um, a, a while ago now. I can post that episode in the show notes if you haven't caught it. Um, he's an exercise scientist and we were talking about how I went for, this is pre-pregnancy obviously, I went for a run to go and pick up a loaf of bread and I, I ran home um, through the streets of my neighbourhood without like – I hadn't been running regularly, wasn't particularly. <laughs> I've, still got this, I've still got the vision of it in my mind. <laughs> yeah, because I was style. holding the yeah, I was holding the bread like a rugby ball. Um, but you know, I hadn't been doing a heap of running, um, hadn't been focusing on much strength training, and I, you know, had this amazing run. Got home next day, just insane pain in my foot, and I thought that was so strange. I was like, why? Why would the pain be in my foot? I didn't do anything to my foot. Um, if anything, you know, running up and down hills and up and down sidewalks and into and what have you, um, you know, would, would put felt like it put more of a strain on my um, uh, on my like thigh muscles mm. um, and my knees, if anything. Hips and knees, yeah. yeah. And um, and he, you know, beautifully explained to me anatomy and how we're made up. And basically, it all kind of comes back to the chain reaction is that it all comes back to that core, the core strength. And mm. and the recommendation was to start with pelvic floor strength first, and then from pelvic pelvic floor strength, work on core strength, and then from core strength, work on, you know, broader strength training with some of those bigger muscles. Um, and it's it's so simple, isn't it? <laughs> but it's so boring because, like, you know, when you do, when <laughs> yes. you do muster Get up. Get more the- light and do your core <laughs> exercises. Fine. <laughs> Fine. But then eat, eat well, you know, sleep well, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, <laughs> that's the thing is, you know, when you, when you, as an exercise sloth, when you finally muster up some fucking motivation to exercise, <laughs> You kind of want to get in and feel like you've you've made the yes. most of your time and your motivation. You want to get in and do a workout. You want to get a bit of a sweat on. You want to let out some aggression because you're so proud of yourself yes. for actually. You don't just want to sit started. there and do some and do some pelvic floor, some, some glute rises, yeah, yeah. lie do on the floor, bridges. squeezing. Yeah, like it's do just- the clams. <laughs> not which are actually literally all of the things that my physio prescribed for me and then I I wonder sometimes why I'm like "Hmm, why is my leg buzzing (laughs) why why is it hurting again could it be that I've been sitting on my backside for two weeks straight and uh and that's the thing I remember in that episode AJ literally spelled out um okay you know start with some very gentle pelvic floor which is literally just squeeze and hold squeeze and hold squeeze and hold and you know he he, I think that I could quote him directly he said something like it won't actually take that long to develop that pelvic floor strength. You'll notice it sort of coming along quite quickly. And, you know, if, you, if you're consistent with it over a few weeks, you'll notice it. <laughs> I ignored all of that. Didn't, didn't do any during pregnancy. Sure, you know, I did do a, a little uh, bit of who specialist. Who listens to their brother anyway? <laughs> anyway, uh, the things you could avoid if you actually just followed professional advice. Anyway, uh, sciatic pain. 
sciatica. Let's get him. Let's get him back on the pod soon. Yes, yes. I actually really want to ask him about um, the butt muscle because I know that's it's a it's a big muscle, um, and it's often underworked. <laughs> <laughs> it's often underworked. But the thing is, um, there is a reason why people lose their butt muscle. Um, mm. And, and I would be very interested to find out, you know, why that is, and what mm. we what we can all be to, doing more. Let's of. let's focus. Yeah, let's uh, let's have an episode focusing on the butt, but not just in a Kardashian way. No, no, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, not you talking know, about Brazilian butt lifts. <laughs> he'll be giving us some amazing advice on what we could do, which we will inevitably ignore <laughs> <laughs> until we have a butt injury, and then oh yeah, maybe we should oh, be doing that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Well, your piriformis is kind of in your butt, so I'm familiar. <gasps> oh, ridiculous. With, with, yes. I'm familiar with how it shouldn't work. <laughs> um, all right. Well, look, I think we've covered sciatica. Obviously, gentle mobilization. Um, prevent it if you can, but if you do suffer from it, gentle mobilization, um, lying down doing nothing or sitting down doing nothing is not the way to treat this, which just seems like an oxymoron if you've got back pain. But that that's the way it is um, and i think you know now we just need to go and um watch entrapment or, or gattaca what was it what the other sciatica sciatica <laughs> is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. Actually, I will say, with the newsletter, that's the only thing we're going to send you. I often think that people, understandably, I certainly do, don't want to sign up to, you know, mailing lists. Because you don't want to be absolutely hammered day in, day out with a whole bunch of junk. I don't have time to send you a whole bunch of junk, but what you will receive is Is one one. short newsletter per week. It's not too long. It's not too hardcore. But uh, if you would like to get that newsletter in your inbox, womenlikeyoupodcast.com. Yes, I I highly recommend it. I love reading it. I I know what's in the episode (laughs) coming. I know what we're going to talk about. I know what you're going to (laughs) hear. And she still never ceases to amaze me when I read it. I go, damn, that was a good read. Thank you, Sarah. Well, I do always try to make it different from the episode because there's no point reading exactly what you just listened to us speak about or what you're about to listen to. So it'll always be related, but a bit of a different take on, on what we're talking about that week. Love it. Uh, I'm Gab. I'm Sarah. And next week, we're actually going to take a little break for a few weeks. uh, And then um, at some point, I will call my brother and get him on the podcast to talk about butts. Um, But, you know, just give us a couple of weeks to sort that out. Butts, I cannot lie. Oh, 90s again. She's singing. We've got to stop. Yeah, yes, you were singing. (laughs) Amazing. (sighs) So good. Um, But yeah, give us a couple of weeks and we'll be back. Yes, sounds like a plan. I think uh, it's just it's time to sharpen the axe and we'll be back with some, some new stuff for your ears very soon. You. All right. I love you. I love you too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Big name in the